Welcome to Step Up and Thrive, where you get quick and easy tips on business management, productivity, stress management, work-life balance and marketing. I am Tuli Baxi, personal development coach, and my task here is to introduce you to various ways to succeed in business while keeping the summit. Today we are speaking about nomad life with kids. My guest today is Julia Jerk. Julia Jerk is the founder of Chatter, a family travel and digital nomad blog for aspiring nomads and families. She is also a social media marketing coach, public speaker, author, course creator, and blogger for Germany. In 2011, she quit her job, sold all of her belongings, bought a one-way ticket, and turned into a successful digital nomad. Welcome, Julia. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tuli. <laughs> You're a digital nomad since 2011. Why and how? Can you please share your story? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started in 2011, actually. Um, it was more like... Um, the plan to go on a on a not gap year but i quit my job back then i uh, was working in an agency a communications agency marketing and um i worked simply too much and i realized okay life has to have something else on offer also uh my health my body was uh, sending me signals saying, okay, you're not even 30, but you feel like a 40, 50 year old manager <laughs> or CEO of a big company. But, uh, you know, the bank account wasn't uh, as big. <laughs> so I said, something is wrong here. Uh, even though I loved my job, I loved my, my old life. Uh, back then I, I thought I, I had it all. But uh, deep inside of me, there was a nagging voice saying, okay, you're not happy that's not it okay so um over a couple of beers with my best friend friend back then <laughs> um she ch just came back from a year in mexico and said that was the best decision and uh she would also recommend simply you know take a break she said go for a couple of months and then you have a fresh brain and then you know what you want to do and i said well back then it for me this was really uh, yeah, not the best idea S because I thought, oh, no one will ever hire me uh, again if I come back. So it was a, a long thought process, but eventually I, I bought that one way ticket and, um, it was an open ticket valid for one year. And I said, okay, I'll be back in, in about two months. And, uh, one month into my journey, I already I went first to India, uh, which was a really crazy start, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but that was my first destination, and it was eye-opening. And I was like, oh, my God. So, And I met so many inspiring people. And, yeah, by the end of my second month, I knew I would not going to be able to stop. And I had to go on. And I was, yeah. Just, uh, and then I decided, okay, I, I'm going to stretch my funds because I had quite some savings that I actually wanted to use to when when, when I when I when I was going to go back to Germany in order to start my my business. Um, 
but then I decided to spend it on traveling. So uh, my two months turned into a full year. And by the end of that year, I accidentally fell in love with my partner today, who is also the daddy of my two sons. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was not only in love with traveling, but also with my man. And uh, I, I, I knew I had to make it work um, somehow, uh, to, you know, to not go back to Germany because he's from Chile, from South America, and he was in travel mode and he wanted to go to Brazil um, when he met me. And then we decided to simply keep on traveling together, together for a while and then I was actually lucky enough to um, have that uh, yeah that former clients from that agency where I used to work they reached out to me saying you know are you ever gonna come back and if not can you maybe help us from the distance and that's when it clicked on me you know up until that point I thought okay, I need to find a job somewhere. I even applied, you know, for those, the classical backpacker jobs behind the bar or in a hotel or restaurant and stuff. And it never worked for me. They, they would always say, oh no, we don't need someone for the reception in a hotel, but you can help us with our marketing. Uh, and so I, I actually, yeah, I only had a couple of backpacker jobs, but then I was able to continue with my 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 job, my career, my marketing. And uh, when those former clients asked me this question, I said, okay, if I can work for one client, I can definitely work for more than <laughs> more clients. And that's when slowly but surely my my brain got rewired and I I then I mean we're talking this is a is a process, right? I'm telling this now in a very short time frame, but it took me a few years in order to accept the fact that there is a life outside of Germany, that I can make money outside, and that there is such a thing that like re remote work. I stumbled up across the uh, term digital nomad after I had been living the digital nomad lifestyle for. I think two or three years, but then I thought, oh, there's such a thing. There's a label to my lifestyle. Even there are other people. I'm not the only crazy person and so on and so forth. And, and that's when I decided um, that was then I think four or five years after I left Germany, that's when I decided to create a real business around it. And now I, I'm bubbling. You have to stop me if I, you only ask me how I started. And uh, I just keep on talking until you stop me, right? Because then um, essentially I can maybe close the circle and say that's when I created my brand, Jay Jetter, where I um, started uh, talking about my travel lifestyle, but also gave tips uh, and advice for other people who wanted to uh, start the digital nomad lifestyle. Mm. Yes. <laughs> really interesting life and really interesting journey you've had. <laughs> Thank you. You mentioned that you have two sons. How has the birth of your children influenced your nomad style? So uh, my my oldest son, he will turn five, uh, four in May. And um, when, he, when I was pregnant with him, we were just cruising around in the philippines and uh even though we you know we said 
eventually we're going to have kids. We, it took us by surprise, to be honest. <laughs> it was quite a, because I was, I was just attending a, a travel blogger conference there and I was networking a lot and I had made so many good contacts and someone invited us over to Australia and we wanted to go back there any, anyways. So this was an opportunity for us to, um, yeah, go back to Australia. And I, I actually wanted to start a, a business over there in Melbourne with someone. And, and then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And not only that, oh, well, and then we, we said, okay, kids cannot stop us. We can, should, I mean, we will be able to still, you know, keep going and do, do uh, live our life. And then we decided to go to Australia, but then, um, a few, a couple of months later, we were actually sitting then in, in, uh, in Bali and, um, we're just applying for visas, uh, for Australia and we're just ready to book our flights. And then my mom messaged me, uh, telling me about her, um, she she was sick she was diagnosed with cancer and that was um yeah it was shortly before christmas i was pregnant so highly emotional uh, i hadn't seen my mom in five five years because i was gone that was yeah after i was on the road for five years and so the combination of everything and then her news just made me you know stop with that plan and just book a flight to Germany and I said okay I need to stick around for a while I have to see my mom and you know just yeah be there and and so it happened that my my first son Vincent he yeah he was born in Germany completely not planned I was seven months pregnant I had to you know get back into the system which was harder than I ever thought you know I, I had nothing there I know no uh, home address i wasn't registered i was uh, gone for more than five years so my health insurance they looked at me and saying we have never had a case from some someone like coming back after five years before you left you um you know i in germany there's a way of uh registering like if you want to become an independent business owner so they had no idea what to do so they sent me away and i was like okay um, there has to be a way because I'm pregnant and I don't want to pay out of the pocket my, my uh, you know, giving birth in a hospital. And I don't want to bore you with these te details, but I figured out a way of getting back into the system. And so we, we, uh, we sticked around for a while in, um, in, uh, in Germany until my mom got better. She didn't do any chemotherapy. And I think, the fact that we were around and that she saw our, her grandson, um, yeah, lighting up her day, that was the best therapy ever. And today she's fine. She's, you know, I mean, she's not the youngest, of course, but she's, uh, she's, uh, uh, she's, got, she got rid of the cancer. And, um, so I was happy to be able to, yeah, be by her side for a while. And then after, uh, Vincent was, three months old and we decided to take him on his first road trip so we uh drove all the way from germany to uh, southern italy which was fun and 
we decided he's travel proof. And uh, after, <laughs> after uh, we did a couple of uh, short trips within Europe during that first year with him. And then when he was one year, uh, yeah, we decided to hit the road again and um, yeah, continue with our own life. And uh, went back to the nomadic lifestyle until COVID hit. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Then I skipped my second son. Obviously, <laughs> my second son was born on the Canary Islands. Um, yeah, that was uh, uh, we chose that place because someone recommended us the to us the uh, the island, and uh, I simply wanted a place where I was able to have like the peaceful birth because i vincent's my the first the first uh, birth was very peaceful and the only interruption was really the way to the hospital so i decided to not do that again with my second son and uh we actually planned to have a birth at home with a midwife but the midwife came too late so it was a, a birth all, all by our, ourselves and it turned out to be really great <laughs> yes <laughs> wow you also mentioned COVID. Yes. How has that one influenced your nomad lifestyle? Yeah, big time. Like, I guess uh, everyone else uh, is affected by it. But for us, it was like this. We, um, we came to Thailand in January 2020 when we, um, I was booked for um, to speak at a conference, a nomad, uh, a nomad, digital nomad life oh sorry a digital nomad conference <laughs> so i gave a talk about social media marketing and um after that we had only planned to stay in thailand for two months because in march we were going to go to italy there was also a conference where uh, i was also booked and then yeah covid happened and we we stayed here when the decision was made that we were not able to go to Italy, I mean, there was also, I mean, Germany wasn't an option really to go. Uh, Chile also wasn't an option. And since we don't have a home, it was the only reasonable thing to do simply to stay put. And that's why we are still here in Thailand. And it's been now, yeah, 13 months 14 months now and uh i mean in this respect COVID has been really great for us like just because we were lucky enough to be in such a beautiful place but of course i mean i'm not saying that COVID is great but um yeah we were simply lucky that we were just you know we could have been in new delhi and i we clearly did not want would not want to be 14 months in delhi <laughs> No, but um, yeah, we're here on a, on a remote little island. There are many uh, like-minded families. Um, COVID is not a topic at all. Like we can walk around without masks. We um, There's no COVID cases whatsoever. And it's been just a very normal year for us here. Our kids, they're running around naked all day. And yeah, I feel grateful every single day that we've been stuck here in Thailand. And so that's why we, yeah, we clinch to our visas here until they keep us and let us stay in, in, in the country. That's been the, the most, you know, nerve wracking issue around it because there 
every month we're looking at the government, the Thai government, uh, how will they decide, but they've extended uh, the visa amnesty and let tourists stay here because they all also realize that it, it's madness. I mean, you cannot send people away to their con home countries where, where people are really affected by COVID much more than here. So, yeah, that's been COVID for us. Mm, lucky you. Yeah, I know. And if somebody is now, in spite of COVID, they are considering becoming a digital nomad, what do they have to take into account? Okay, first of all, I mean, I... Um, I do help people in one-on-one -on -one coachings. Uh, people come to me when they are just like before that decision, should we go uh, full-time nomadic? Should we just take a break? Or, you know, when they ask those questions and they come to me and I always say, okay, figure out your finances first. That is, you know, you have to have your finances in place. I learned it the hard way. You know, I, And I spent my, all my money first on traveling. And then I figured out how to make money on the road. It was okay. It took me a while to do that. And I learned and all these mistakes from that I can now share with, with my coaching clients. So, so they don't have to do the same mistakes. But if you are in the lucky position where you can still make a plan, then I would highly recommend that you just either keep your day job Uh, for another few months and then build on the side your online business or set up a savings saving plan or you know have something in place that will give you peace and peace of mind because it is not that you can sit by the beach with your laptop and work a couple of hours and then the rest of the day you just do nothing but you know play in the sand with your family uh There are so many people who give the wrong impression that digital nomads are just, you know, enjoying their lives. It's actually the other way around. I work probably not more than than when in my old job, but um, I work as much as hard as I did before. And there were times when it was harder because you are depending on your own motivation you are i mean it depends if you're starting an online business you're your own boss and you have to have that mentality to um yeah to be really focused dedicated and disciplined because that's essentially what brings you and turns you into a successful business owner or you decide to do freelance job but then You also have to, you know, you have to have a structure and really um, deliver high quality products or services. Otherwise, no one else will hire you again and it's not a sustainable business. So be very clear about that. But once you figure out, figured out a way to make money and once you've, you've got your, oh, okay, this is it, I'm passionate about this topic or I'm really good at that. Like find your, you know, your skill where you're good at it and, and then turn it into money because it's, it has never been so easy to make money. Uh, then since, since in this, this century, like, uh, online, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, there's so many opportunities and people, most people have 
uh, most people have skills that they can translate into an online job or, or even an online business. So, um, yeah, talk to someone who has, has gone through it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not saying everyone should, should have a coach, but I think even, you know, get inspiration from friends or, um, it clearly helps to get you from that maybe conditioned mindset that we're all having and that I had when I started. I, I, I did never imagine that there was such a, an alternative lifestyle because no one talks about it. Of course, you, how can you know it if you're in the system? All you know is your neighbor goes to work from nine to five your your family members everyone goes and does the same thing how can you assume that there's such thing like a, de a deliberating thing that you can actually work from anywhere in the world and even and then structure the day as it pleases you you know and it's possible and i'm not yeah i'm not the only living proof of it but i like to think that there should be more and uh Yeah, I'm, I'm here. That's, I think, have you heard of Ikigai? Ikigai, that's a, a Japanese word for your, um, your mission in life. So if you find that, uh, then you should definitely like stick to it. And I, I decided that this is my mission to inspire others to at least, you know, follow follow their, their their dreams and try it out once in their lives if you don't like it or if it doesn't work at least you can say you tried it and you can always go back to your old life it's gonna sit there and wait for you <laughs> that's comforting <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for our quick tip section and this is something what we do regularly on our podcast and my question is What is your biggest revelation about nomad life? Biggest revelation. Oh, okay. So I think, well, I think that there are actually a lot more people living that lifestyle than, um, than it seems like there are. When I first came across that, that term, I thought it was like, a couple of hundred people but it's actually a huge movement and it is not only i think it's not just a, a bubble but i think that it's actually the future of uh of working you know especially and after uh, and due to covid um the work yeah uh, the way we work and the way we used to work has to change and digital nomads have or already the advantage of knowing how it how it works and i think now it's just a time for more people to jump on that train um but then at the same time i would say that it's also not for everyone you know and you have to simply be honest to yourself just don't try to force yourself into something just because you feel like it's the next big thing. Mm. So we should listen to ourselves and 
yes. check whether this kind of lifestyle would be suitable for us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julia, for joining us and sharing all those great tips and your fantastic journey in different countries. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And if Thanks for having me. And if our listeners would like to know more about you and follow you, where can they do so? Um, well, I do have uh, the set website, jjedder.com, where I share tips about traveling in the digital nomad lifestyle. And then I'm all over social media because I'm a social media coach. And um, so you find me also with the handle jjedder. And I'm new to Clubhouse, which I've Really love the Clubhouse app if you're also on it. Find me there with my first and last name, Julia Jag. Um, but yeah, so that's me. I'm happy to yeah, stay in touch. People need something. And you have also invitation to our listeners. Can you please mention? Yes, I mean, I'm if someone is interested in um, using Facebook strategically to either you know create a stronger online presence or um, use it for your own online business or creating an online business i do have a premium one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching program which is called facebook for sales and it's a four weeks program where i do help people with strategic moves uh, to reach their their ideal clients and sell their um, products or service through facebook so be happy to talk about that more <laughs> yeah and you find all the links also in our show notes so please come and join there and thank you once again julia it was really pleasure to have you in our podcast yeah okay thank you for having me again it was a pleasure to be on the show <laughs> come and check all the show notes and transcript at Step Up and Thrive Podcast slash 17. Thank you for joining Step Up and Thrive with Julia Jörg. I'm your host, Dooley Boxy. Tune in next week.